Welcome to episode 6 of the Lock Talk podcast with Karen and Brian. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Lock Talk. Hi, Brian. Hey, Karen. Hey, Chris. Nice to see you again. Hey, what's up, people? Good to see We're people. Good. I see today you're going to Snoop Dogg on us. <laughs> I know, yeah, right? I just got these new peepers. I, I, need, I need some of those so I can look like a rapper, you know? <laughs> They're a little too reflective. Anyway, how are you doing, man? Yeah. Oh, All awesome. Right. They look cool, man. Oh, thank you. They thank look you. cool. Yeah. We, we well, have you, a little you, you, before we, we start. And, um, yeah, we have, we, yeah, we have a, a little bit of a, an announcement before we jump into things. So, so yesterday was Chris's birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Chris. To you. Oh. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, oh. Chris. Chris. Happy thank birthday you. birthday. Thank you. <laughs> So Thank you is, very uh, much. So you can mail me all that. <laughs> vegan banana. And this is a vegan walnut oh. cookie with raspberry jam. So first you have to blow out the candles. <laughs> blow them out. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> there you are. And which one do you want? Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the bread. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's, oh, we're FedExing it right now. Thank you right very after. much. Appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate it. Did you have a good day yesterday? I appreciate that. Yes, I did. My family had a lot of surprises for me. My wife got me shoes. I love shoes. Oof. I'm yeah. always obsessed with shoes. <laughs> so I love it. She got me some nice Jordans. Good. Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, talking about. It's good to be older. Yeah. We have some really cool Jordans yeah, that I'll we'll show you one day with our logos on them. Right, Karen? Really? Oh, yeah. Some Jordans yeah. with your logo on them? That would oh, be yeah. awesome. They, well, they're, yeah, they're uh, Air Force Ones. Um, we got them customized by one of my clients' son. Uh, his, uh, his, he goes by uh, Kicks by Shea, and he's on uh, Instagram. You should check uh, him out. So yeah. we have Noggin I'm, Oil yeah, and I'm Odd going to write that down. Noggin Oil and, yeah. Kicks and, by and, Shea. And, Kicks by Shea. I'll send you a photo. Let me write that down so I can check him. Yeah, Kicks by Shea. Yeah. Shea, S-H-S-H-A-Y? E-A. No, S-H-E-A, I think. E-A? Yeah. Oh, E-A. Okay, I'm going to check him out and surprise him. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about the future of dreadlocks, and I realized, we can't talk about the future of dreadlocks before we talk about how far they've come. Mm-hmm. Yes. True. So you ready to start it out? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. So first of all, we have to establish something which we have established before that every indigenous human definitely had locks in one moment in time because there were not combs. And secondly, they, were, they didn't have access to water which means they hardly washed their hair. Wherever they were on the planet, there wasn't insufficient, whether they were hunters or gatherers, they didn't have that sufficiency of time to be like, okay, now let's wash our hair. I don't think so. And actually, when you think about washing, it's something that came in in the, in the 17th century. I remember reading that Queen Victoria, or was, was it Queen Elizabeth, showered only twice in her life. 
the day she was born and the day she gave birth. I was like, what the heck? I was like, that was normal. It's the reason why they invented underwears. So that people don't have to take showers. They can just change their underwears. Did you know that's why <laughs> That was the whole was reason invented. behind the underwears and undergarments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that invented. people don't take showers. Is the reason why? Mm, so that people don't take showers. And it was the reason why for, for dates, men would give women flowers so that I don't want to hear you stink. <laughs> Is that still going on? Even my flowers are invented to give some. Exactly. I'm like, this is supposed to be an insult, <laughs> but we still do it. <laughs> you know, because why do you need flowers if you already have a fragrance? I should be buying. I'm like, but women like it, so I'm. I'm. You are obligated to. I don't know about you, Brian, but I buy. I buy flowers probably every month twice. What? I'm like, really? Oh, we buy. Yeah, yeah, we have it's flowers like, yeah, in the house all the time. I love flowers. Yeah, I, it buys me. It buys me a lot of happiness. <laughs> you need to tell the Viking. You need to tell. I need to talk to Fluky. <laughs> tell Fluky we have a discussion. <laughs> I tell my husband, don't give me flowers. I don't want flowers. Ah, that's I good. think the flower industry mm. is very strange. Mm. I'm like, keep them in the garden, mm -hmm. but I don't need it in a plant. You know, in a in a vase that's gonna like die. In a pot. Die. Yeah. I get yeah. If it's you, not Fluky, then we can agree on that. You know, so suddenly he has a name. <laughs> I like his name Fluky. <laughs> the, so anyway, so from 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 the indigenous humans, yeah. Pardon? Oh, I was just saying certain times of the year, like he, the he said so in, from the beginning of. of uh, wow, I think there's a delay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so and we have to understand that the human, the humans, as we know of history, doesn't give us the truth about human beings. Humans are two hundred thousand years old. We have evolved in so many times. We have had uh, uh, evolutions, not evolutions, uh, um, industrial evolutions that have been over and over. But just now, we are beginning to understand that the, some of the pyramids are thirteen years old, eleven thousand years old. You know, like the Sphinx. It's 11,000 years old, like, wow, how can that be? We thought that humans are just 5,000 years old. It's like, those people were there. And then from, from those people, we definitely know that they had dreadlocks on. Then you look into the Greeks, you, you look into the Vikings, you look into the Romans, you look into now when you get into Africa, you look into the Pharaohs. All those people adorned them for whatever reasons that we don't understand. The indigenous African tribes had them. So it was there in every indigenous culture. They, Arab origins, the American Indians had them. Yes. Uh, 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 what's the name of that? The Mayans had them. All those old historical cultures had them in them. And then somewhere along the line, it gets phased off. When? When now we become civilized and now we need to look sophisticated because uh, the philosophers and the scribes had a sudden look and everybody wanted to identify themselves with that look. Mm -hmm. And so people started cutting their hair to look specifically based on the class that they were in. And so the roughness was left for butchers and, 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 and farmers and all those other people who didn't need to look good to, to, to go into a congregation or something. And then religion came in and religion required people to look a specific way. Religion has a way of putting people in a specific box. Mm -hmm. And then, so dreadlocks were phased off for a very long time in history, apart from the indigenous tribes of Africa that there was no civilization going on. They walk, into back, they walk back into history at the time of uh, 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 civil war in America, when the, when the 
We talked about that when the uh, all black uh, military group was sent over to annihilate the American Indians, which is sad because that story no one wants to talk about, you know? But yeah. they had them. And the African warriors that were there that we talked about. But then something interesting happens in that period of the 50s to the 60s. There was an evolution that came in of consciousness where LSD and weed and mushrooms and people are becoming more spiritually awakened yeah. to understand themselves. And so the government realized that when people become that, they don't really don't care about society or how they look. And so they would keep on their dreadlocks and be free spirits and wear whatever colors they wanted regardless of who thought anything about them. And so the government put a burn as first class drugs on all hallucinogens. These are drugs that never killed anybody. Drugs that no, no one ever OD'd on, but they were put on top of every other crack cocaine and every other drug they were put on top there. And they were identified with dreadlocks to ensure that people don't take them. So everybody who had dreadlocks was seen as a bad person because the government had ensured that happened. And actually, I, I always say, Bob Marley didn't die of lung cancer suddenly. They had to kill him with lung cancer so that they can show if you smoke too much weed, you're going to die of lung cancer. And that's not the case. I know people have smoked cigarettes all their lives and they never had lung cancer. Cancer doesn't get you because you're smoking. Uh, uh, lung cancer doesn't get you because you're smoking. There's so many other things to be looked at before you get there. But anyway, that's my conclusion. It's the same reason why Steve Jobs had prostate cancer because he denied his daughter. When you think about it, you're like, hmm, how are these correlated? You're like, ah, there must be a conspiracy behind these. You know, Chris talks too much. You're like, oh, his voice. He had something with his voice. Ah, these people know how to catch people very well. I strongly believe that. But anyway, that movement killed and made dreadlocks look like a bad thing. It's for bad people. And so for a long time, our parents can't allow us. The generation that was there before us couldn't allow from anywhere parents from anywhere from the 50s, people who were born in the 50s were told this is bad. So anyone who was born from the 70s just couldn't enjoy them because you're considered a thief or, or a bad person. And then we step into the 90s and suddenly we have these rock bands that came in, the 80s actually. We have these rock yeah. bands that came in that just, you know, just brought back the vibe, yeah. you know? And when that vibe came in, people again started to vibe them back in and people started to adorn locks again. Yeah. And then the rappers started to, to wear them all over in the 90s and all that movement of hip-hop culture. And then suddenly it became a cool thing to have dreadlocks on and still a cool thing until now. But mm -hmm. still, we still have those people who think, mm, uh, are they dirty? Uh, those people, are you taking any drugs? And I usually tell people, more people smoke weed that don't have dreadlocks than those who have dreadlocks on. Consider that. And I'm like, if you smoke weed, look at everybody who you smoke weed and see how many of them have dreadlocks. You'll find out it's probably only you or no one else has them. I'm like, it's not associated. It's, it's, it has no relationship. Weed has no relationship with dreadlocks at all. That's right. You smoke weed because you want to smoke weed, not because you want to have this here. It's completely two different reasons. Yeah, for sure. You get it. Like, I, if, if, if whatever I, I, I drink my water, whether I have hair or not, I'll still drink my water. You get what I mean? So anyway... Now we're in an age where now when people stay with dreadlocks, ah, they think you're somebody. 
And that's what I love about it. And I live in United Arab Emirates, which most people call Dubai. And last time, Brian, I was telling you about it. Most people just know Dubai. They don't know it's United Arab Emirates and there are seven different Emirates and Dubai is just one of them. But being here, there's over 175 different nationalities. I've been able to do 78 different nationalities here, different from, Asia, from every continent. I've done somebody's hair from every, Venezuela. I had a guy from Venezuela. I'm like, Venezuela? From <laughs> Sweden? I'm like, dude, he came all over from Sweden to get his hair done. I'm like, man, I feel like a you know, rock star. I just give me my money now, you know? <laughs> you know, but here, when you have dreadlocks in Dubai, you're treated like a god. I'm telling you. Really? There is no single day, there is no single day I walked out of my house and somebody didn't tell me how great I looked. I have people stopping me just to love on me like, dude, I like your style. I used to have this big beard, but I just, my wife said, color it and it was all white and black, like a salt and pepper. It was a big beard that I left. And people would stop me like, I like your hair. I like your beards, your style of dressing. Man, you're cool. Who are you? I'm like, I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> like people, and I'm, and I'm not talking about going to the gym. Like if I walk from my house to the gym, either going or coming back, somebody is going to tell me I have nice hair. Mm -hmm. Like my wife gets jealous all the time because if we walk to the mall, somebody is going to stop me and say, nice style. Like this country is in another level of appreciation of humans. Wow. Yes, you still have ignorant people who will ask you, how do you wash your hair? And yes, you still have people who will look at you when you walk into the lift and they'll be like, okay, who's this guy? And I get that because when you have dreadlocks, you have that lion feeling that people look at you and be like, okay, whoa, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I say, that's the word dread. It means awe. I mean, if you saw an angel, what would you feel like? You'd be like, ah, that's an angel, man, you know? Like, what? Well, yeah. I have some respect here. Exactly. So I'm expecting the same everywhere I walk. I walk with that aura of confidence like a lion. Like, I'm here. Where's my respect? <laughs> And I expect people to feel like, when I look at people, I expect them to look at me with respect, you know? Yeah. And when I walk to the police stations here in Dubai, they're like, Bob Marley. They greet you with respect so much. I'm like, I'm telling you, this is a different, one time I'm driving with my wife, I'll tell you this story. I'm driving with my wife. And then I saw the police, I was in a T intersection. The black mind is always to set yourself up because we're not so friendly with the police. So set yourself up and be like, okay, am I high? No. <laughs> Is this my car? Did I steal it? Do I have anything under the hood? Like in your mind, <laughs> you start, you know, having this checklist of yourself. It's like you saw your mom, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. The police took a left and the guy who was driving waved at me like this. Oh, it blew my head up. Like, whoa, did you just wave? I, was, I told my wife, did you, did you just see that? He was like, I can't believe it. I'm like, whoa, like the police are that cool. He was like, so, ah. Wow. I mean, I was like, oh, awesome. Like, where, where does the police become that cool? You know, like, ah, and it's not one time, not two times. I'm telling you. But I yeah, you want to say, say something, Karen? Yes. <clears throat> it is also the energy that you are putting out there. For sure. Right? It, 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 what you give is what you get. And so you, I can, yes, I can completely understand it and, and, and relate to that. When you feel your best self and you, you, you know your value and you know your worthiness in the world, yes. 
people will resonate with that. People will feel that energy, even if they can't tap into it. They just, they just, it shakes them. You're right. Absolutely right about that. But also resonate with that. Mm -hmm. There's so many people now in the public eye that have locks people like very well-known musicians and athletes. And uh, I mean, you're talking about angels in many ways. These people are like angels walking around. They're making all this money, super successful. And so I think a little bit of that rubs off on us as well. It, it has in a very tremendous way because people look at us like superstars. Yeah, for sure. And now every young generation wants to have it. Yeah. Every young generation now wants to have it. The next Once generation. in a lifetime. So I foresee. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, you remember that? Once in a yeah. lifetime. That's my, my goal and should be our goal is that every young person, everybody who's on the planet, whoever, once in a life, even if it's a fake, fake dreadlocks they'll have on, everybody should have dreadlocks once in their lifetime. Yeah, for sure. And I foresee the future, the future of dreadlocks where it's going is going to be that thing that Two things is going to happen. One, it's going to be like tattoos. It used to be seen as gangsters and people who've been to prison, you know, and military people and sailors. Now you have a tattoo. Huh? Oh, so you got a tattoo. People don't go, wow, you got a tattoo. Right. Oh, my God. You're so strong, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, so it's like, now if you don't have a tattoo, people look at you. You don't have a tattoo? You're afraid of pain? <laughs> You're weird. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's like, why, why don't you have a tattoo? Why should I have a tattoo? You're like, no, you're supposed to, no, I'm not supposed to have a tattoo. It's, it's a personal choice. That's the way dreadlocks will be. Like, people are like, oh, I, my boyfriend has dreadlocks. So? Okay. It's not supposed to be like, ah, okay, I bought Jordans yesterday. Why are you telling me this? Do you have a tattoo, Chris? Yes, I have six of them. Brian, do you have a tattoo? I do. What about you? You don't have any? Oh yeah, no, I've, I've got a few. Um, my husband oh. has no tattoos and my brother has no tattoos. What? My partner has no tattoos. Yeah. And oh. it, you're right, yeah. it's, it's, it's strange, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, that's where dreadlocks are going. Like, why doesn't he have a tattoo? Yeah. Why doesn't he have dreadlocks? Yeah. And people, yeah, is that, you've never had dreadlocks in your whole life and you're 40? 40? In your whole life, you didn't think about having that? Like, really? Like, okay, tell us more. I want to hear more about you because you're weird. Like, okay, which religion do you go to again? You know, like, okay, because uh, are you sure? I know vegans who, you know, who have dreadlocks on. You know, what, what, it hasn't, hasn't to do with sexual orientation. Tell me, what, what, are you, do you have any sickness in your head or anything? That's where we're going where everybody will, will be normalized. Yes. Yeah, and in the airports, and uh, you know, and, and it will be normal for, for, for pilots to have it now. In the military, the US is accepting people to have it, so it's gonna get that way where it's just gonna be normal to have everything, and, and, just, and it's, it's gonna change going with to, the generations as the generations grow up. Yes, mm -hmm. but my dream is to come to that place where you said about energy and which is accountability where if you're going to wear this hair, you're going to represent the people who wear this hair. Yeah. So that if you have a, 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 this indiscipline, uh, uh, if you're indisciplined, it means all of us are looked at at the same way. You get it? 
So yeah. that energy that resonates in each one of us has to be a, a vibe and a tribe where people will now come to the point where they're like, people who have dreadlocks behave in a specific way. You get what I mean? Just like we know if you see someone, you don't need to be told she's a nun or a, or a monk. You look and you're like, they dress a specific way and it's decent and they speak in a specific manner, which is decent. And that's my dream for dreadlocks people. So we can be a tribe that people can look at and respect so that if your son or daughter or, or your friend says, I want to have a dreadlocks on, you'll be like, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be that's like, oh, beautiful. why? You know, you're going to have to start. No, the police will be like, uh, those people have dreadlocks. Uh, if someone with dreadlocks walks into a club, they know that he's going to be a peacekeeper. He's not going to be the one starting a fight. And that will start by us being accountable to each other from the behaviors that we have in the streets. You know, like when I post something, be like, Chris, what was that? You're not representing the tribe well. I'll be like, Karen, what was that? You know, like, so when we start having accountability with each other, then we start moving in in a tribal way so that we can build up a culture that people will be like, I want to be part of that culture because those people have love for each other, regardless of their religion. You can be Muslim and still have, you can be Christian, you can be Jew, you can be Mormon, regardless of uh, uh, social status, you could be a billionaire or you could be broke. It doesn't matter regardless of your skin color, regardless of your sexual orientation, especially because I I don't get why someone is offended over someone else's choice. I get really angry when people say say things like, listen, we all weird. We just don't, we just, no one knows how weird we are. Everyone is weird. We're not going to talk about it. So let the people who want to be weird, be weird. You're weird. And I know you, and no one can tell me they're not weird. If we, if we had a video of your life in private, no, you wouldn't want people to see you in private. <laughs> so I know how weird I am. And I respect people who are not ashamed to come out and say, listen, I'm a weirdo and I know it. And you know, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, listen, I know I'm a weirdo and I'm going to keep myself. <laughs> Does it make sense? When yeah. I was so, kid. I All used this regardless of age. Huh? When I was a kid, I always was yeah. weird. <laughs> Me too. And, and I embraced it, right? Like, it, 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 you know, I mean, they would try to say it as a negative thing, right? You know, like, you're weird. And it's just like, well, yep. yeah. Like, and yeah, there's a weird, weird. And now you look to having this hair as well, a little bit, if you think about it, because it's out of the box. It's weird. And. You know, Saiyan style, you know, <clears throat> just one more thing about Saiyan style, which mm-hmm. is Anne Marie's company. I asked her about her brand name and mm. it's spelled S E I E N style, Saiyan style. And mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. in the direct translation, it was Japanese, wasn't it? Yep. Direct translation is mm-hmm. weirdly beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow, oh, that's powerful. Yeah. That's super powerful. Yeah. Now, talking about, talking about, Talking about weirdness, there's one characteristics I know about people with dreadlocks, which we all know it. And uh, when I say it, you're gonna believe, you're gonna understand it. People with dreadlocks don't care much about other people's opinions about themselves. True. They have crossed yeah. over there. Like for yeah. you to have this hair, you have just said to yourself, you know what, mom? I don't think I want to know what you're gonna think about me. It just doesn't matter. The society, you'll be like, you know, F you society, I'm like, I'm going to do whatever I want. That's one characteristic from observing my clients. Like, these people have the courage to face the odds of not being normal. They have the courage to be weird and stick out their weirdness. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, 
this is something that is beautiful. Like if we can remember that among us ourselves and be like, listen, we're a tribe and we need to come up with a way of greeting each other when we see each other and be like, listen, I got your back, you know? We can have a movement like Chinese and be like, listen, we're just gonna have products from, from dreadlocks people. Like you have a top, I'm, I'm wearing Jordans now. I'm like, nah, I wanna wear the mudlock shoes. You know, like, so now we are a tribe of our own establishing who we are and, you know, delivering all that we are. Be like, okay, Chris, what did you come up with? Chains? Yeah, okay, I'm getting that chain too, you know? <laughs> I'm not getting chains. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But you get what I mean? Like, yeah. we're a tribe now and we, we, we stick together as a tribe and we grow together as a tribe. That's the future where I see dreadlocks going. And support each other. That point where it's just beautiful and support each other regardless. It's just yeah. gonna be one tribe that everybody is invited into the cookout, regardless of who they are, where they're from. You know, you tell Floki whether he has dreadlocks or not, he's a, he was invited to come for the cookout, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the way I see, I see the future going to the place where now it's not a stereotype anymore, it's normal. Yeah. It's just normal. We're just normal. You go to an interview, they'll just look at you and be like, okay, so you have dreadlocks. So let's look at to see if they're more focused on who you are and not what you outwardly look because it's not important. But it's how, interesting. How it's not important. It's important your, your, your thoughts and your emotions. I, I know that mm -hmm. I've had clients who have gone to job interviews with their dreadlocks. And they've got the, got the job because of mm -hmm. them as being a positive stereotype that they're creative. And as you say, they're open-minded mm -hmm. and, and they, and they, and yeah. they have some, some self-confidence about them. Right. So it, those are the positives that come from it. And we just want to, we just want to make that more of it. In Toronto? More, yes, yes. Um, in mm -hmm. Toronto, the salon that I own, World Salon, we have a lot of mm -hmm. corporate people. We have a lot of artists. We have a really broad range of, of different clients. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of my clients are pretty successful in business. And uh, so I'm making a pact here today that one of my CEOs is going to have locks. <laughs> within a year awesome yeah awesome awesome i, I appreciate that some ceos with locks yes yes we want to see that and also something else i want to see in the future of dreadlocks is we have those clients but we need to feature them more like whether it's taking pictures and say this guy is an architect you know i take a picture of my client as an architect and say this yeah. is an architect this is a doctor, you know, this is a, a prime nurse. This guy, you know, is an engineer. So that people can actually see this guy is a managing IT. So that people can see and be like, ah, so you could actually still be a professional. Look, when we start bringing out those professions in a large scale, then people start appreciating more of, uh, okay, they're not just rock stars, you know, or painters, you know, cause now it's associated with, okay, you have to be a singer, a painter, you know, or, or some artist. some sculptor, you know, yeah. you're an artist, an artist to the what, a poet or something is like, and you know, for a long time, these jobs were not seen as jobs. They're still not seen as jobs. You tell your mom you're just about to be a poet, you'd be like, huh? Yeah. You know? 
you know? <laughs> so how are you going to make a living? I come from a place where... Thank you. I, I was asked that question so many times because I was a, a painter and a fitness instructor. And everybody was like, how are you going to pay for college for your kids? I'm like, I have a job. Like with paintings, are you going to sell painting? Yeah. You know, and from that skill of working with my hands, that's how I got into dreadlocks. And I, I became that, that became my sole source of income to such a point where people look at me like, you just make money out of making dreadlocks. I'm like, yes. And I work four days a week only. That's yeah, I work eight hours only for four days a week. And the rest of the days I chill. Like, really? I'm like, yeah, yep. that's how good life is. You go to a nine to five every day. I'm like, I quit my nine to five. I did have a nine to five. I'm like, no, this is not the life I picked. This is not the life I picture myself in. Where every day you're stretched out by somebody screaming down your throat because they don't like themselves enough to like you. The problem you know I mean? is and projecting their inadequacies to, to you, you know? The problem is somebody has to do that job. Yes. If, if that's your passion, then you do it. But yeah. that's not for me. You know, everybody has to establish, you know, I was, I was having a conversation in my head about the future when I'm going to be interviewed as an entrepreneur and be like, what do you think about entrepreneurs? I'm like, we have to understand that not everybody will be an entrepreneur. Otherwise, who's going to work those jobs? Yeah. You know, if you start your own Google, who's going to come and work for you in IT? So some, somebody, some people have to say to themselves, you know what? I'm that guy who's going to grow and be the best employee ever. Somebody's, you're going to identify yourself and ask yourself, yeah. what did your dad used to do? Your dad before him, your mom used to do the mom before him. And see your generation and see if they were all nine to five, you're probably going to be a nine to five. You know, but if they, they own a business somewhere, you probably should be looking into that direction. No? I just wanted you're to say something, Brian. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about your courses and, mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us how long it took you to ramp up? Mm -hmm. Tell us what the process was when you started doing your online courses. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been, I, I didn't want to, I'm a traditional teaching kind of guy, sit in class and start teaching people because that's what I know. As a personal trainer, you know, I know how to sit down with people and okay, direct them. So I was waiting to 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 get my u.s visa and then come go to the u.s and then start teaching people but then and i was doing good doing here i'm like so but then covid hit and when covid hit people don't come to your house i work from my house i went broke dead broke like the money that you've saved suddenly is just going out you know and then you start you know you start looking and thinking okay it's been three months now and then we had in dubai we had a 24 hours lockdown that people walking out, let's say, I know mask in my life. Ah, that doesn't happen here. You don't have a mask, you get fined. Yeah. $1,000 for not wearing a mask. $1,000 for not wearing a mask. And they put it on your ID. It means you can't get a... You, you, there's so many things you can't do without your ID because they're going to tax you. You can't even leave the country. You're in the system. You owe the government. Wow. They won't even let you leave the country. So it's, it's that city. Here people, the government doesn't joke with... like. So it was 24 hours lockdown for a month. We couldn't leave the house. You needed permission from the government to go to the supermarket. Wow. And that's what brought the cases all the way, like almost to, to the downfall. And then from there, we had a curfew before and after the lockdown, we had a curfew where you can't go out. And even after the curfew, people won't come to get hair done because I'm a public place. You know, 
what I mean? It's to, to get your hair done. So, so business was dead, like dead, dead, dead. And I was like, okay, I've been wanting to teach. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start teaching. And I posted, I said, I'm teaching. I already have a curriculum with me, but I was waiting to start in advance. I was like, you know what? I can just transform this into quick courses, break it down and see how it goes. If it fails, it fails. If it succeeds, it succeeds. I did my first class, boom. I was like five, 10 minutes into it, she's already learned. I was like, okay, wait a minute. How is that? How did she learn in 10 minutes? Like, okay, is it that easy? I was like, let me try with the next student. And then I was like, wow, I must be a very good teacher, you know? <laughs> so then it started developing. I was like, okay, this curriculum is out now. The second curriculum is already out, yeah. which I also think we don't talk about this, which the, the future of locks would be like, people can wear locks for a weekend. You'll have lock extensions where you can hook them with a comb into your hair and wear them for a party and put them up. And then after the party or a wig, you can remove and hang it like any other wig. Well, that was already popular in the 80s and the that 90s. Would be that would be red falls. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's what is coming back. And so mm -hmm. people will be attaching them for, the, for, for, for summer. You have your dreadlocks for summer, then you remove them and put them, and then you're going to use them again for the next summer. And that's something that would be okay to do. So now I'm teaching lock extensions, excuse me, how to make them, connect them, it's something I call the Mac Dread Flow because I don't like making extensions uh, outside when I'm doing some of the hair. I like to make extensions while I'm connecting them. Me too. That's much more faster for me. And you know, like awesome. making them on the side is a, it's, it's a lot of work to make them. Plus someone will say, that's too thick. That's too small. I want them like this. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make you the one you want and tell me, is this what you want? Yeah. Then now let's go. So I teach how to flow. And then on the other courses, I teach how to, to, to crochet, to interlock, there's seven different ways of interlocking, you know? And if I showed you, I have a video on YouTube that I posted five years ago. I interlock straight hair in such a way that you wouldn't even tell you. Yeah, used. you mentioned that before, this, it's and great. It makes, yeah, and it makes maintenance easy because you know crocheting is painful. Mm -hmm. Crocheting is very painful. So, and if you wanna have very skinny locks, for, it's rare that you will find straight hair with this little locks like this size. It's yep. very rare that we find people like, now interlocking allows you to get them that skin. I have people who almost have sister locks on, on straight here, like, how did you get them that small? I'm like, you just interlock them to get them that small. And then maintenance you becomes interlock easy. Them correctly. Then I have all the other systems. Yes, yes, directly. And then I call it intercrocheting. And then you graze it with crochet to finish it. Yeah, well, and you know what, it's funny because I kind of have done Zero similar techniques too, a little bit. But I know you have another class to teach, don't you? Yes, I do. So I'm, I'm watching the time. Mm. <laughs> I think oh, I, don't, I don't have the time here. It's two yeah, minutes. Yeah. How much one. time do we have left? Yeah, two minutes. <laughs> you need yes. to go. Then it means I have two minutes to get to the next class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is good. Yeah. So actually, so that's what you, I think we you promised. Asking... Uh oh. Mm -hmm. I think we promised our audience that we would uh, meet one more time um, for one more conversation and we will leave the, uh, the... We'll talk about the locking methods. Okay. okay. We'll talk about Very the locking method, the traditional locking methods and the new locking methods and the future of the locking methods, Wonderful. which I've been studying and I'm seeing things that are coming up that are gonna shock you. Okay. They're not yet in the industry, but I've been looking and I'm like, we might be out of jobs sooner than later, just so you know. Wow. <laughs> yes, Chris. I was looking and I'm like, if these people, if these people are interlocking, I mean, if these people are, 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 are locticians, 
they would, they, the problem is they are not locticians, so they don't know what we know. If they knew what we know, they would phase us out. Mm -hmm. wow. Thank but you. they don't know. Thank so they still, they still need to employ us before they can get there. Yes. <laughs> You know, Always yes. a yeah. great conversation. Yeah. I am so happy we connected again. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Oh, I appreciate you all. N nice to see you, Brian, again. Thank you for the cake. You're welcome. Thanks, Karen, I really appreciate you. <laughs> I'll see you in the next. Namaste. Namaste. Peace out. Bye. Thank you. Oh, bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of Lock Talk. We drop a new one every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And Lock Talk is sponsored by Noggin Oil. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. Lock, Lock Talk. Lock Talk. Thank you for listening to another episode of Lock Talk with Karen and Brian.